Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Welcome, everybody, to Back in My Day. My name is David Petrangelo, and this week, the not-so-stereotypical millennials will be wrapping up the six-part series of Obi-Wan Kenobi. We've um, gone through episodes in between on Patreon. We reviewed and spoke about the first episode on the main feed. And now, of course, we have to have a special guest back. So, gentlemen, you're going to have to wait just a couple (laughs) seconds here because... Lauren Romo is back from the Galactic Podcast. Hello and welcome back. What's going on, boys? So glad to be back talking Star Wars with you. Thanks for having me on. We're going to have some fun today for sure. We're going to have some fun. Exactly. And uh, Lauren, you and I are joined by Michael R. Power. Ian Walter. You guys get second fiddle this time. That's just the way it is. That's the way it is. I think it's actually the first time ever that we've done that. So, (laughs) well, I'm honored now that I should do it more often because we really should. Yeah, (laughs) that says nothing about you guys at all. It's all about Lauren, and that's it. Yeah. Um, So before we do have have fun with Star Wars, Lauren, we did want to actually bring up something that is Star Wars related. Star Wars, you know, Mm -hmm. there it is looped into the Star Wars. Uh, world at the moment, but uh, some fairly big news came out of the U.S. over the last week, if you're listening to this, when uh, when the episode comes out, but last couple weeks, regardless, whenever, mm-hmm. uh, Roe v. Wade decision happened at the Supreme Court in the U.S. to overturn it, and um, it has everything to do with abortion rights in the United States, and um, Lauren, I'll kind of let you take it from here, but uh, there's also a special charity that is going to be helping people that are affected by this. So uh, I'll let you take it from here. Yeah. So uh, a bunch of Star Wars content creators, uh, podcasters have united to raise funds for uh, abortion, abortion access, abortion rights. Uh, It was started by Rachel and Meg uh, who have done a, just a tremendous job getting the word out on this charity I mean, as we stand right now today, we are almost at 41000 We're just a, like 70 some dollars shy of it. So it's it's really amazing. It's really cool to see the Star Wars fandom unite under this banner, under this uh, charity. So basically, uh, the charity is called What Choice? So everything, all uh, donations are going to the National Abortion Federation uh, which obviously will divvy up their funds and it goes to various uh, providers um, for evidence-based care, goes to nonprofit clinics. Uh, so it, it, it goes to where it should. And it also goes to physicians' offices and hospitals in the U.S. and Canada. So we are really trying to get uh, and spread the love wherever we can. So if you guys can, if you guys are willing to, if you're listening to this, uh, go to, you can go to my Twitter, Loro Knows, or the Galactic Podcast. We have links. We are retweeting a lot of it. Uh, but if you go to the GoFundMe, it's just under what choice, uh, Star Wars fans for abortion access. So that's it. That's all my plugs. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really hats off. Stuff. Hats off to, to you guys, Lauren, and the organizers. Um, really good cause. Really nice to see this positive 
story that brings Star Wars fans together. I don't think the Star Wars fandom has enough positive viral sort of stories. So this is a really, really good one, one that we're happy to support. And please donate if you can. Yeah, appreciate you guys. It, it has been a really eye-opening experience, I think, just to see how much the fandom unites under a, a good cause and a really, you know, important cause. So it's 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 great to see. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and with something like this, it's it's amazing that you get to a, a total that it's already at and it will grow from here, whether we have something to do with it or not, regardless, mm-hmm. every penny is going towards something that... Yeah where it needs to go, you know, at a time like this. So, um, any, any dollar you can support any penny you can put forward is, uh, is a huge help. And, uh, yeah, we just wanted to make sure we got that off the top because sure. We're going to be talking about Obi-Wan. Sure. We're going to be talking about star star Wars, but real life is real life. And we want Mm -hmm. to, uh, help anyone that needs it, uh, especially at a time like this. So what choice the star Wars fans for abortion access, I go fund me so you can find that there and, um, help that total grow even higher than it already is, which is amazing yeah. to see in just a few short days. Like you said, just under $41,000, uh, as we sit here recording this, just yeah. amazing. 41,000 American, which is American, like, as we were right? talking about, you know, that's like cool 70 grand Canadian, you know, for yeah. Yeah, <laughs> since, we're, since we're located in Canada. hundred <laughs> percent. It just triples. Yeah. Just I mean, it would be triples. nice if it did. So let's see if we can yeah. get it there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. All right. So let's, uh, let's jump into the show. Let's get into Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, Lauren, I'm going to go back to you first. Uh, we haven't spoken uh, in depth about the show itself. So without spoilers or before we get into any kind of spoilers of the finale episode, uh, okay. let's uh, let's see. How, what did you think about the show overall? You know, I, I really dug what they did. I think it really put a whole different spin for me looking at other movies now and like other events within Star Wars, especially a new hope. Like I think it just recontextualizes a lot, a lot of scenes in there, a lot of moments because of the events of this series, you know, heading into the show or even before we, we even started the series, like my head canon, I don't know about you guys, but like, I was like, yeah, dude, Obi on Tatooine and the sun doing meditation and like, cool. I'm, I'm for it. Like <laughs> give it to me. But what we got was so much better, and it was a story that I was not expecting to have, to see, and for them to pull off how they did and to tie it into everything, not just, you know, A New Hope, but, like, they had a lot of, you know, throwbacks of, like, comic references, uh, animation references, video game references, like, throughout the whole series. It's been really, really cool to see how much Deborah Trow and the entire team behind this show really did their homework in my opinion, before they started the series. So like hats off to them. They, they nailed it out of the park, the finale. I think they stuck the landing. We'll obviously dive deep into it, but overall I loved it. It was good stuff. The music was really good too. Love what uh, Natalie Holt did. Um, The, I know today it just dropped uh, on, I think all the music platforms too. And I was listening at work and it was good. It's really good. It's yeah, so I was good. searching for it while yeah. I was watching the show going, I want to listen to this. Where is it? Where is it? And yeah, I, right. I guess it just, <laughs> it dropped after the show, which is, which is fair. Uh, uh, that's fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. So yeah. um, guys, before I throw sometimes it Sometimes those uh, track titles have key hints, you know? Oh, they too. did too. Oh yeah, yeah that's true did. actually. I never, yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah. And you know that, you know, Star Wars fans are going to be looking for every last little clue that they can, right? Um, exactly. Which, which is, which is fun. That's all part of the excitement, right? Um, overall, I agree. I enjoyed it. I liked it. 
Um, I don't know that every episode was a home run, but I enjoyed this mm-hmm. series. And I think the surprise of what the story was about, for the most part, was a big part of it, especially early on. I don't think anyone expected uh, you know who to be one of the primary characters. I think that that was great that it was under wraps and, um, you know, nothing that I saw leaned towards that. So that was fun. And mm-hmm. uh, it's always great having uh, Ewan McGregor back as uh, Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he's just excellent. He's excellent. He embodies the character. There's a couple moments I'll talk about in the finale when we get there that are just very human moments. And it feels like he's still Obi-Wan, but it's also himself. And I think that just mm-hmm. shows like how much he likes being in this world and being this character. And that really helps carry the show uh, quite a bit, even though there are a lot of side characters that do do some heavy lifting from time to time. He's still him and his little friend, I guess you could say. <laughs> I don't know. If anyone's <laughs> listening to this, they probably know what we're talking about. But they're, you know, they're the main characters of the show, I would say, but uh, but he is still the standout and it's awesome. And um, yeah. I don't think the show is like the best ever, but it's definitely very good. And I definitely really enjoyed it and we'll probably revisit it at some point. So um, mm-hmm. I don't know, guys, when do you guys put your hands up first, I'm not sure go, who to go for first. I was, I was <laughs> going to say before we get to Vader, maybe we hear a little bit from Obi-Wan who... <laughs> <laughs> You absolutely love the show. I honestly like this show just spoke to me and there was a lot that sort of I didn't I didn't imagine it to go the ways it did. Lauren, you kind of touched on that, like I kind of expected different things from it. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think that what we got was it made perfect sense sort of uh, 10 years after the prequel trilogy, nine years ahead of the original trilogy. It kind of just fit right in that spot. And it was cool to see. I guess Obi-Wan Kenobi go on his final adventure before settling down on Tatooine for the long haul and uh, going from a man who was broken at the end of Revenge of the Sith into the man he's about to become and sort of guide Luke Skywalker and his epic journey in the original Star Wars. uh, It was incredible. Every moment for me, uh, like just felt right. And yeah, there were obviously there are little things here and there that you could say, oh, how would how would you have done this better or whatnot? And And I hear all that. But I think what we got out of it was uh, way better than than any sort of little nits that you could pick. So I'm in the bag for this show, and I'm happy to. I'm looking forward to talking about the finale for sure. Yep, Mr. Mike. All right, this yeah, the show was a bit of a, a roller coaster for me because I really liked the first. I love roller episodes. coasters. Yeah, exactly. So it was actually fun. Spoiler: It was a fun time because yeah. I really like hands the... up, Mike, or did you put <laughs> hands up. The whole, only times? only on the drops. I had my hands up. <laughs> only on the drops. Okay. Yeah. Like truly, and uh, so I really liked the first the setup. We talked about it. Go listen to that episode. I really liked mm-hmm. the little friend that Dave alluded to being involved. <laughs> um, I was probably the most like worried or hesitant about the series going into it out of the three of us because it was like back on Tatooine and I'm I kind of want Star Wars to move on from you know from the legacy stuff I would like that to happen but um then third fourth and fifth episode me and Ian did a deep dive on our Patreon and I really wasn't a fan of those episodes uh but I think this sixth episode you know I was still I was still like it can still it's not, I don't hate it yet. It could still win me over. So it did win. It did sort of win me over because I liked the episode. So overall, I like the series. I like this last episode. I do think the series would have made a better and a tighter, like two hour movie 
I think for even though it was only six episodes, somehow it felt a bit bloated. It felt a bit like they're going in circles a bit in the middle, the three, three, four, and five episodes. And I, the side, the side characters, the side stories felt really felt underwritten to me, and it felt like the Obi Wan Vader stuff was the core of it. And I feel like you could lose the rest of it and have a tight hour and a half, two hour movie. And I wasn't surprised to learn on Twitter that some the writer came out, I forget his name, said that you know he, he, it actually was a movie script that they uh, Obi Wan movie script that then they took and turned it into a six episode show after the failure of Solo. They wanted to get away from making prequel movies. So I do think, yeah, I do think the stuff with Obi-Wan and, and Vader is, and I mean, very see most of the scenes with Obi-Wan um, are, are just better written and just work better. And and a lot of the side stuff feels sort of fluff sort of in there. So uh, yeah, that, that was my thoughts on it. Um, so I didn't love it as much as like The Mandalorian, but I did actually like it more than though. Book of Boba Fett. It's a high bar. Yeah. Mandalorian is my favorite thing since the original trilogy. So that is a high bar. So I still liked the series overall. I still liked it probably more than uh, Boba Fett, which we actually all liked. So mm-hmm. that says I kind of, I did like the series as a whole and what we got, especially the finale stuff with, with Obi-Wan and Vader was like incredible to watch. I was like on the edge of my seat during those moments. And if, if you just stripped it out says a lot when you know, it's going to happen, yeah, when you know, it's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Even yeah. though it seems yeah. like there would be no stakes, they still did a great job. There are some nits that we'll get into when we go into the finale, but it didn't ruin it for me because as Ian said, the themes that they were exploring, the character moments that they were leading to, those are what make the show worth it. So to me, I did like the show in overall. All right. Nice. Uh, so there is redemption. Redemption. (laughs) (laughs) There is some redemption there. (laughs) Um, I guess we could go uh, beginning to end. I don't know if you guys want to do just from start to finish or not. But yeah, I uh, mean the the story beats aren't they're not too many. But yeah, you know when we hit the moments that we really dug, you know we'll probably spend a little bit more time on them. But yeah, yeah. I liked how this episode opened up on Tatooine because that's where the series began. That's where we're first introduced to Reva and the Grand Inquisitor and all the sort of Inquisitors that are coming and searching for, uh, you know, random Jedi that are on the loose. And they're hunting down Jedi. And obviously we find out at the beginning of the series that Reva is really only after Obi-Wan Kenobi, whereas the rest of the Grand the Inquisitors are just like kind of doing their duty. You know, if there's a rumor of a Jedi, they're going to go track him down. But she has a... A sort of a grander ambition and that's because she wants to get close to darth vader and you know mm-hmm. we find out in part five why that is and so it's starting to get really interesting for reva and it's interesting that this episode opened up on her because there's a lot of uh there's like a, a bit of a dichotomy between reva and obi-wan kenobi and their various journeys and their connection to anakin skywalker is important too mm-hmm. so once we understand what she's going through then we cut over to what obi-wan's about to do and He's still with the people of the path, escaping uh, on the run from the Empire. They've got the Vader in his Star Destroyer, and he's just like, increase firepower. Just like classic <laughs> Vader, just trying to destroy. And and then, uh, yeah, they're, they're shooting at the ship. And Obi-Wan realizes that, you know, he's going to have to uh, go out on, branch out on his own because he knows that Darth Vader really only wants him. He wants okay, to I want to get into my first big nit with the episode already off the bat. <laughs> are, are we talking about are we talking about Re- Reva's arrival on Tatooine? Is no, that what we're talking about? No, that's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to yeah, talk about. I have how, actually an explanation how does for she, that. Do you like how does yeah. she 
why, like why like all she did was get a little message like she found the transmitter or, or jedi what's it called jedi transmitter or something mm-hmm. um that was dropped in the previous episode and and it says tatooine and it you know and then t- and she also gets go, through the chest and then snap your fingers and she's on tatooine in the next scene right it's kind of well, <laughs> obi-wan also shows up like, obi-wan also shows up in about four minutes going across the galaxy later in this episode too that that well, bothers me more than her getting there but um <laughs> I, what i don't understand is why like what what connection is she making between whoever this kid is that she's looking for on tatooine and like vader right yeah thank you yeah, i was like, wondering where, the same thing where does that come from that's emotion. what i'm trying to understand i'm gonna i, I want to let like lauren tackle on but i'm just gonna say yeah. real quick i think she's still on a revenge tip and i think this kind of plays mm-hmm. into that because like this is her her last desperate play but how does she know that luke is related to anakin that, that's that's, that's all it is i, I, know I don't that she think is that that's what they're thing, necessarily yeah, I don't, saying like I, I yeah i agree no i i don't think they're hinting at her knowing that Luke is related to Anakin at all. I for me, I was talking, we just we did our recap uh a couple days ago, and uh the girl we were talking to, Laura from Force Toast, she really brought up uh an interesting idea and it was brought to her that you know she wasn't after Luke because of Vader, because she was making that connection. She I I think it was more of going after Obi-Wan. Because she couldn't go after Vader. She lost, right? That was she took her shot in the previous episode and she lost. Right. There's no right. way she for failed. her sure. to yep. she failed. So what else was she going to do? Was she was gonna hurt Obi-Wan because he's the one that told her to do what she did, right? He told her, like, we can do this together, you know, I'm yes, bringing which him I talk to about you. After. Yeah. So like I feel like it was more for going after Obi-Wan than really vader because i think what she heard in the message is that she heard you know don't let him like i think it was vaguely like don't worry don't have him if he should find out about the kids and then she and then i think bale says something about you know on tatooine owen the boy so like she yeah, knew like I'll, I'll owen. as far as she knows yeah right yeah, as far as right. she knows he she he could just be talking about force sensitive children and but sure, if she right. wants to get back right. at Obi-Wan, then why doesn't she kill like Owen also? Because okay, I think so... because of the message, I think she's she knew the importance. I think she definitely gathered the importance of that child. You know, so she figured to go after it, she would go after the kid instead of Owen. Because he meant more. Because I think I agree with a lot of what you're saying, Lauren, and what you're talking about, uh like what Laura was saying too. And 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 I think mm-hmm. for me it's 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 less murky because it's like Okay, yeah, she wants to get back at Obi-Wan. I mean, Mike, uh, I want to hear your thoughts on this too because you and I were talking about how he kind of made some questionable choices in yeah, part five. Yeah, I want to talk about that too. And yeah. he, mm-hmm. he basically screwed her over, right? So why wouldn't mm-hmm. she want to get back at him and this is the only way she knows how? And she's she's literally surviving off that revenge, off that like yeah. hatred that she's built inside of her that started with Anakin and now it's continuing on with Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't work for me at all, her 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 storyline unfortunately but i don't want to rip on it too much it just didn't work for me anyways the thing i want to get into is so <laughs> me and ian were going to this place like obi-wan's plan of like i will distract vader so for you reva to, it makes even less sense because he he goes with the rebellion and leaves her alone and i was like why isn't he stay they can two on white two on one fight vader not only does he leave her alone 
then he breaks off from the rebellion and fights Vader one-on-one. So he makes her fight Vader one-on-one and then takes Vader on one-on-one. It's like, why don't you just stay back and you and Riva can fight Vader if you're just going to fight him five minutes later in the show? Like, you know what I mean? It well, makes... he's trying to help. He's trying to help the rebels or rebels. But he can. He, he can stay away, back right? with Riva, fight Vader and distract him and the rebels can get away. It's the same but premise. I right? also think his priority is <laughs> Leia and Luke. And yeah. he's not yet at a point that we meet him later on in this episode where he's actually become like the Jedi we know him to be. Like he's still kind of that. But it's the scene right, man I mean, it's the scene right after. But it, he's building up to that point where he's still like, mm-hmm. I still don't think he's making like pure Jedi choices. Like he's mm-hmm. he's doing like, he's kind of in a gray area for, for this stage of the action. Yeah, it just leaned into probably. the problems I had well, with the fifth episode because it's like he, he his character arc he should, he, I think they're trying to get at, he feels guilty for Anakin killing all of the younglings. He feels responsible mm-hmm. for that. He, 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 he bears that weight. And then what does he do to Riva, the person he already let down? He leaves her again to be killed by Vader. It's not very yeah. Obi-Wan Jedi-like to me. Like, it's like, I, I just don't get the choice there. And I think it's, I think it's just a, it's just for the plot, you know, it's because it's a mm-hmm. show and it needs to have a cliffhanger and it needs to move on. It needs to isolate Vader, isolate Reva. It's like, it's just clumsy writing in my opinion. And yeah. I, I don't, I want to see him grapple with that decision again to leave her again, you know, like mm-hmm. right. he should, he should feel bad about that in my opinion. <laughs> Anyways, I, think. Yeah. I do see that as obviously a valid point. I do. I also see the, sequence of events in part five being that like he does offer her an out initially i think initially he does kind of want her to work with him and then she turns on him and he loses more of his friends she literally attacks him and that's true it's tala and the loader droid Mm -hmm. and there's a huge battle and so like yeah he just wants to peace out like he's now he he (laughs) wants to use what he knows about her to to evade vader once again and get and get leia to safety I think he kind of made the smart choice, even if it wasn't necessarily the most Jedi choice. I, um, I agree. Dave, what did you I think agree about with that? Ian. Yeah, I agree with Ian. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, the, the getting to, I, I'm, you know what? I'm fine with the whole, like, she got stabbed and she found her way there and didn't die yet. It, it's, it happens in, like, every action movie that has a character <laughs> similar. Like, it's not, it's not any different than any other, you know, Arnold movie or something like you've seen it before. It's fine. <laughs> that part doesn't bother me. Um, no, I, I, I just, I, the, the only part that I was struggling with was what I said before, which is like, a, how do they know? How does she know that Luke is anybody? Or how does like, it was that part. But mm-hmm. I think what you guys said does make sense with track. So I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Um, what I did like the best about this part of the storyline was uh was Luke's aunt being a complete badass. That was awesome. <laughs> she has shotguns like just hiding in the wall and is ready yeah. to just Those take would have come in handy though. Not really, but but the fact that she's like, watch this, punches the wall, a hole comes out. She's like, look, I got shotguns. Like, holy geez, all right, sweet. <laughs> like <laughs> she's not like, here's a stick, I'm gonna hit her with it. It's like here's a shotgun. Like, amazing. All right. Um, I was all for that. So I, I thought that was cool. I thought the way that she went into the into the home and everything was I was I think that was a really like I like that scene. I like that scene. The yeah, it looked like uh, she was stalking home. them like it was straight out of a horror film. Like she, she yeah. kind of felt yeah. like the Terminator team yeah. going through there. But uh, but yeah, um, you know, I'm overwhelmingly pos- positive on the series, obviously. But uh, Mike, I will join you on the dark side for a little bit because uh, I don't want to leave you alone over there. 
Um, I did think of something that it didn't even occur to me during it, so it didn't affect my experience. But I was thinking about it after when I was kind of like recapping, and I was like, wait, what happened? And maybe you guys can help me on this. What happened with Bale Organa, though? Because that was the whole point of his message. He's like, I'm going to Tatooine. So wouldn't it have been awesome if he had showed mm. up to help them? That would if be he'd cool. shown up to help yeah. them fight her, that yeah. would have been dope. That would be kind of cool was to, that, see, to see him do that. Would have been cool. But he did say, <laughs> "If I don't hear from you, I'm going to head to Tatooine," because right, he hadn't heard fine. from Obi Wan for a while. So I back think, to the light side. I go. I, I think that's. <laughs> I, I think that's all it is. It's just that simple little like, "If I don't hear from you any further," like that's that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna attribute it to that. Whether that's the case or not, I don't know. I guess everything just happened pretty quickly, and. Uh, yeah, no, but I agree with Dave. Reva killing, wanting to kill Luke. I definitely thought it was to for revenge. She says for revenge. I definitely thought it was on Vader. Like I don't know, but revenge. She really wants to get Obi Wan. I don't think it's. I don't think it's clear that it's she's getting revenge on Obi Wan. I think most people watching it that's would think she's yeah. getting revenge on Anakin and Vader, and that's why they they would have that same confusion Dave does. So I think for the viewer. If, if there is an explanation, there's some mental gymnastics you have to do, which is not always a good experience for a oh. viewer, right? So yeah, I do think it's not. Yeah, I do think her. It's not the tightest piece of writing yeah. for the for the show for sure. And I think that that's says something about the show overall is that like it would have been like you said maybe an interesting movie, but because they went this route of a series, it's like yeah, they had to fill six, it. And... But was six episodes enough once you start expanding it out? Like yeah. was six episodes but, really enough at the end of the day? Um, but for me. Um, I was just going to say that her sort of compulsion to get to that destination, like I bought that part of it. Like I bought her conviction to want to become like Anakin, despite the fact that that's her. Assuming she like, finds the message, she puts it together that Lucas, his kid, then yeah, she wants revenge on him. It's keeping her alive. Right. Like that tracks. It's just the way it's done. But I think the other jarring thing is um, the, cr- the chronology of the episode. Because yeah, she's they, on they ta- she's on Tatooine at the same time that Vader is chasing the rebels, which doesn't make sense. Which, is, which means in the time that the ship took off and Vader caught up to them, she got to Tatooine. But I think I think so. When you're watching it, it's very confusing. But I think to make sense of it is the Vader fight and her chasing Luke are intertwined in the episode, and they cut back to back yeah. to back to. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think in real time those are happening at the same time. I agree. I think I think they're no, happening I mean, at later times. You, you and I think see, the, because yeah. he fights Vader and then and then he arrives on Tatooine at the same time she kind of finds Luke. So I think he, he's fighting Vader while she's traveling to Tatooine and then he's getting back to Tatooine sort of at that time. So, But I think for the show, for impact of the show, they're cutting those two scenes together to make it a thrilling... like. Well, yeah, otherwise you have so, two separate episodes or two movies. Yeah, or, I think that's know, like why. Two, yeah, they have yeah. to intertwine well, it a little bit. I will agree with you because I I kind of wish they had kept those sequences separate entirely and we got mm-hmm. a full duel without any breaks. Um, mm-hmm. That would have been amazing. Um, and then I think like wow, that's what that's it's Return of the Jedi, right? It's like a it's a Star yeah, Wars thing. Yeah, yeah, you're cutting that's through a Star Wars thing, right? Different and that's and that's one of the reasons why I love Jedi is that ending. So <laughs> yeah, and, and they, it seems like they kind of do that kind of stuff in the Last Jedi, right? Because there's no they way do. when like Ray is training on mm-hmm. Ankto that it's all happening mm-hmm. in the exact same time that yeah, the yeah. chase is happening. Yeah, they right. do a lot. Right. So yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of one of the things of uh, Star Wars. So we're, we're jumping around here, but we are, uh, we're well, we, we do see a scene in, uh, well, you see the scene in Tatooine with Owen and Luke, and they're kind of, mm. they're warned of the Im- impending doom. And then, like you said, Baru 
all badass gets gets them ready for the fight and i like that <laughs> on the ship uh we have some drama between sort of it was interesting the the path survivors like really don't want obi-wan to leave them even though that it probably ensure their safety and then Roken has some interesting conversations with him and then he has another uh exchange with princess leia who we haven't mentioned yet little <laughs> leia little little leia. little leia uh she's been been an instrumental character in this series one that uh not a lot of people expected and she's uh she's the the real reason that obi-wan kenobi decided to leave tatooine and bail organa asked him to go and save her from being kidnapped and so she's been along for the ride all episodes. I didn't think she was going to be here for the whole series. And here she is. And they have to kind of say their first of a few goodbyes. Yeah, we didn't get into it in in, um, in huge detail because we were trying to mm-hmm. avoid it and all that. But uh, yeah, I, I assume that little Leia was was uh, was a hit for you or, or am I oh, just huge uh... hit. Yeah, no, huge <laughs> hit, right? Because I think this again, this shows how much Leia was so important not just to again Obi-Wan now that again this recontextualizes their relationship and then it recontextualizes like scenes in a new hope like I was talking about earlier like her saying like Ben Kenobi in a new hope like she knew who that was she understood yeah. who was saving them so like it just clicks and it makes it that story so much better but I think what I love too is that like you see the at the very beginning of the series like her telling Bale like I don't want to be a senator, you know, it's pointless. It's just people wearing like itchy clothing. And then by the end of it, (laughs) she is in her white dress. She's in some boots. She has her holster. Like she's ready to be full on rebellion Leia. And it's such a fun little arc that she goes through. And, you know, that line, I know I'm, I'm jumping way ahead, but like that, her, her line with Bale about, I want to change things, but I want to do it my way. And then him saying, we'll do it together. Like it was just so perfect. So, I think especially in this scene when they're in the ship and Obi's about to leave, you know, she you can tell how like sad she is that she doesn't want him to go, but she understands that what he has to do, you know, but I love the line. That's one of my favorites is her like looking at the holster and then asking Obi-Wan is, and like telling Obi-Wan is empty. And he's like, you're 10 years old, Leia. I'm not giving you a plaster. Like, the line delivery was so good. It was, was so great. good. So, yeah, I, <laughs> well, I, I, lo- loved her. I love. I love one of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that line delivery reminds me of like one of the reasons why I mentioned earlier that Ewan McGregor is so great with this type of character. I think, or the character that mm-hmm. you know Obi Wan has been written as, is because like he says that as a quote unquote parent or as a guardian, right? Like he's concerned, right. but he's also kind of making this fun little joke with you know, his nephew, his niece, his daughter, whoever it might be that he's saying this to, right? Um, it doesn't have to be Leia. It could have been someone else. And just, I don't know, just his delivery of that just feels real and makes the relationship that they have and that evolves in these six episodes that much more meaningful and believable. And that, I, I yeah. just, I really, those small little things, those little touches um, are, are what makes it. And I, I, I just yeah, I just love those little things. There's another scene later that I'll mention as well, but we'll get we'll get to that. But yeah, that that reminded yeah. me of just one of the reasons why he's such a standout with this character. Well, yeah, and, and yeah, earlier in the good. series he snaps at her a couple times, but it's more like mm-hmm. scolding parent, whereas this time it's a more, more lighthearted like Yeah, he definitely jovial. softens. Yeah, he yeah. softens for sure. Um and you know, he's really 
torn because he doesn't want to face Vader. This is the only choice he really mm-hmm. has to save these people. He actually tries to reach out to Qui-Gon again, which is interesting. Um, but he basically says, like, you know, one of them has to go. Like, he's, it's basically Revenge of the Sith all over again, right? And uh, and and then Roken is kind of like, no, nah, like, that's not your only option. Come with us. We'll figure it out. And he's like, no, like, he's acknowledging Roken as a strong leader. But, you know, I'm doing this and like, and then that's where Roken kind of calls him out. He's like, what does he say? He's like, oh, like, there's something like, it's this is about you two. Like, this is not yeah. about. You realize it's not about yeah. us. It's about exactly. you and him. Yeah. yeah. But then he has a line just before this scene ends, or I guess it's his closing line of the episode, I think. Uh, Obi-Wan says um, uh, something about him being a leader and to continue. And, and we're whatever. just getting and he, started. I'm just getting started. I'm like, ah, yeah. he's coming back. <laughs> he's. He's going to be an Andor or something like that. Like he's going to pop up again, which is, which It'll is be a great. welcome, is great. a welcome uh, addition. Any, yeah. any series yeah. or movie for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you've got, I love the scene on uh, the Vader Star Destroyer because he's hell bent on getting Kenobi despite all of his best advisors, his grand inquisitor saying, they're like, look, there's a higher value target in the path. <laughs> we take out the path. We got no worries for the next 10 years. Yeah. But, <laughs> Here, here we go. We got the revenge-driven Vader, very thinking internally, thinking of his feelings. Maybe sort of the last remnants of like Anakin left in him that he's that he's clinging to, really, in in this in like his hatred and everything. But uh, but yeah, he's like, no, follow Kenobi, and just like I'll I'll take him out myself. I'm gonna go in my Imperial shuttle down, follow him down to this random planet for an epic duel. He's of, a good man. Uh, insanely epic proportions yeah uh mike you mentioned that this one was was you love you love this part of the episode let's let's go to you mm-hmm. first you you this was a good late lightsaber fight eh? <laughs> yeah it was really good it was really good so entertaining and i had my um the way i the, the thing that i liked it is okay they're gonna live but what are they gonna do what character moments are they gonna show what revelations plus how is it gonna end and i really thought it was gonna end with vader thinking he killed obi-wan same it was it was gonna be a flip on the Revenge of the sith when obi-wan you know thought he had killed anakin and left and then when vader does that like crazy like rock pile thing and then i was like oh this is this is it this is the moment where he thinks he won the fight but like obi-wan's gonna survive and then they showed obi-wan using the force to hold the rocks up i was like oh he does this is it so he survives and but then, no, he... Vader buries him alive, and he yeah. has the high ground. And then he's literally like... Yeah, he tells him, like, you failed, Master. Like, it was awesome. Yeah, then he, then he doesn't, like... Calls him Master fake, again, which is great. There yeah. And yeah. Pretend like he's mm-hmm. dead and end the fight. He, like, blows the rocks off and then goes after him. And then we get some more lightsaber. And then we get battles. And we get Obi-Wan just, like, using his full powers. Like, because we never saw that. Well, we saw it in the, in the, in the prequels, but... You know, for... I, I don't know that we've we've seen. I correct me if I'm wrong, because again, Mike, me and you have don't have mm-hmm. much experience with the animated shows, but you know, and Lauren do. But like the fact that Obi Wan's standing there with his arms out and all these huge boulders are behind him, it looks like something one out of like a video game that we hadn't yeah. seen in a movie or a show yet, or something that like you would see in like a cutscene of like a video game. You know, like it's something that you would only have experienced that way and i was like whoa what is he doing this is almost it's almost like it felt like he was using a dark side power 
Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I mean, like. maybe like n- not not really dark side, but at the same time, no, maybe just teaching. No, but maybe teaching his former Padawan another yet another lesson because here he was mm-hmm. getting buried with those those similar rocks, and now he's like, no, like I'll show you what the Force is capable of, and pelting <laughs> yep. him back with them. That's yep. pretty yeah, sick. Yeah, so it was good. It was good. Um, but yeah, he he really went to town on Vader. I love how they didn't really hold back in this fight. Uh, the choreography no, he gets aggressive. Was yeah. Um, and and like it's funny you say like a little dark side tinge like I although I, I wouldn't say he's like bending into the dark side like no, when no, he no. was get when he was fighting Darth Maul you got you got that kind of feel from him that maybe he was tapping into something there mm-hmm. a bit of a rage um, and this one more felt like I was just he was just like super connected with the force because of the fact like you said Mike he was under the rubble holding the rocks up with the force and he either could have kind of given into the fear of everything that he recalled with his time with Anakin, or he started to think about the hope that's still left in the galaxy, Mm -hmm. Luke and Leia, especially Leia. Yeah. And there was some of his journey. So that that kind of brought him back. That sort of the force talking to him or something that kind of happened and yeah, switch on him. And yeah, when he was, when he was getting himself out of the the Mm. pit or the rubble or whatever, there was, there was quotes from the prequels being played through his head and, uh, which is similar to Ray at the end of, um, I forget what that movie's called, but the ninth movie. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker. Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's called. I took it out the of movie brain. we don't talk about a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lauren, I, Lauren, I definitely want to hear what you thought of this battle yes, and uh, where does it stack up among the uh, pantheon of lightsaber duels in yes. Star Wars? I mean, it's up there, right? I mean, this is something that I think we've all imagined in our own head, but to see it live action was amazing. You see Vader not like constricted, really. Like he was moving pretty, pretty, you know, pretty good for being like more machine. Mm-hmm. You know that mm-hmm. there was that one shot of him having two hands, like having his two hands on his lightsaber and like kind of holding it back. I loved it. It was like a comic book like cover that was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, like you guys were talking about Obi Wan, him pushing from the rocks and how he gets back from that is because of he's thinking of Luke and Leia. And the hope in that, you know, he needs to survive to 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 save them and to make sure they move on. So it it's just a beautiful moment. And then again, that my favorite scene and I think maybe in a lot of other people's opinions is when he Obi-Wan cuts that mask in half. I mean, the yeah. parallels with oh. Rebels, if you haven't watched Rebels, you need to watch Rebels, but the parallels between that specific episode of twilight of the apprentice and this was really good for me again being a huge rebels fan myself i loved it but i love the sound mixing like what they did with hayden's voice mixing it with james earl jones i mean that was some of the best stuff wasn't it like wow the delivery was great they made it make sense why he sounds like james earl jones because like it's like a modulator something and yeah Yeah. so that now makes sense right it's and it's it's not like it's not like predictable where it's like he says Mm. certain things or talks a certain like it it, it's like it's like a a, you know a speaker or a microphone malfunctioning right like it was right sometimes it was half sometimes it was one or the other and i just those little touches are really great I love that. Yeah. Hayden and Christensen I love the, acting in that scene. Oh, God. Yes. I'm, th- I'm so like glad you brought acting, that up. His delivery. <laughs> yes. How his about, delivery. How about, Mike, how about, uh, oh, man. How about um, uh, Hayden Christensen acting? Just, 
just the fact well, that yeah. he was Far, acting. yeah the fact that we're <laughs> praising this him for acting we have to give him props <laughs> for whatever it's due because yeah. he killed it we talked bad everyone does about you know his acting in the, in the prequels so yeah. you know he's delivering a really good performance it's 100 percent so work deserves yeah don't yeah. don't think it's all his fault on that one but uh, no it's yeah, not. definitely it's not. not definitely think, not yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry lauren go ahead go ahead <laughs> Yeah, his line deliveries though, uh, when you when that mask is half cut off, I mean, just like him saying, you know, I'm not your failure, Obi Wan. Like you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. He says I did, and there's almost like a smile if you look. Like, and that's when the saber goes from blue, like the blue light to the red light. Like it was just so well done. And then him screaming his name at the end. Oh man, it was good. Like it's just Obi Wan. Yes, so so good. good. uh, I wanted to ask what you guys thought of the way the fight ended because I have, I think a lot of people have seen online, like a lot of people have a hard time with the way the fight ended of just like Mm. what's going through Obi-Wan's head. Like to me, it's like Obi-Wan's like, I could finish off Darth Vader here. I could kill him, you know, but instead I'll leave him and I'm going to go home and wait 10 years for this kid to get older. Then I'll train him to kill him. It doesn't really make, it's like, not cool. I'm not, I'm going to call you out here, though, because you had an issue with him in part five, right? And this is him. He's now a changed man coming out of the rubble, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the Obi-Wan in part five may, may very well have killed him, right? We mm-hmm. thought that that's what he was saying. That's what he was saying on the ship. Like one of us saying. has to go. Yeah. So he went through a transition now where he is the Jedi where we want, like that we know and love from the original trilogy. Like he is the, the sage who... Like, like he will kill you in the, in the OG. Trilogy. Yeah, he'll kill you in defense if you're coming for him. But he's not just going to kill you in cold blood. Uh, well, you know what it makes like, me he, think he's... of, which is it's it's crazy. But I was, it's that old philosophy question. Like, if you had a time machine, would you go back in time and kill baby Hitler or whatever? Right? And everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. obviously, save millions of lives. But it's like Obi Wan had a chance to like kill this guy who presumably goes on to kill billions of people. I, which is I think kind what of crazy. Like, I think you're right, though. It's the thing where if you go back and butterfly effect happens, right? So mm-hmm. if you go back and change something, then nothing happens the way you know it would happen. Therefore, right. if he makes that choice to kill him in that moment in cold blood, then he's not the wise man who's going to lead Luke to the, you know, to the Death Star and, and beyond. So it's, it's just like he, he would never be that mentor for, for Luke. He would be back to where we found him at the beginning of this series, like guilt ridden and broken. I think what you can really connect it to, like, I think you connect it to his conversation with Riva at the end, like showing mercy, right? He talked yeah. about that. So it's almost like he, and when she asked him, I know I'll kind of jump in a little bit, but like when she says, have I become him? And he says, no, I think in that moment mm-hmm. when he didn't kill, you know, Anakin slash Darth Vader, like he was, I think, thinking the same thing. Like, I'm not going to become him because he, what he did was just, in cold blood, he was killing younglings. He was doing this. He's been doing that, apparently. So I think in his, again, Obi-Wan mind, and I agree with what um, Ian's saying is about, like, he did transition to become that guy where, you know, mercy is more, you know, the path of the Jedi. And, like, just like in that fight in a couple episodes, like, when they were doing that duel from, uh, like, Attack of the Clones era, he was kind of giving that speech, too. So that's how I took it. I, I definitely get where you're coming from, Michael, yeah. for sure, but how I took you get a card from right like good guys don't kill yeah but good guys also don't let the bad guy go away and then kill millions of people like 
isn't there another solution? Like, can't you get him out of his suit, pickle his body in a jar or something, or throw him <laughs> in the in jail? Like, I don't know. Like to let him go, to get him, let him go and go on and be what we know is seems put crazy. In, put him in pickle juice put jail. <laughs> You're not wrong. So I wish that they had done a better job of like creating a sense of urgency for him to get have to get out of there. Like basically the way I see it without it really being explicitly told in the writing is that he needs to, he needs to do whatever he can to get back to Tatooine. They could have done lots of things. Loop. They could have had so, uh, uh, the Star Destroyer come in and start shooting. And then like, like in, yeah, in the force awakens, yeah. they had like Ray beat Kylo Ren and then the, the, the ground gets split and she can't like finish him. Absolutely. Right. And so like, yeah. yeah, I get the writers are in a corner. No one can kill each other because it's a prequel. But the way they ended it, it was lacking a bit. Like, like they should have just a little something that showed Obi Wan had to get out of there. You know, like the way it, it didn't hold water to me. Of like, you're a Jedi, you're a good guy. You're not gonna let this guy go. You're gonna, you're not gonna kill him, maybe, but you're not gonna let him just go. Like, really, right? We shouldn't uh, understate though the level of emotion. I don't know about how you guys felt, but like, it was very emotional to see like Obi Wan go from like. Oh, I really do feel responsible for you. To oh wait, like you're like I I understand now that you were gonna become Vader, whether I was involved or not. Like that's how deep Palpatine had his hooks in you. So like he you know like um they they all considered Anakin the chosen one, whether you believe it or not. Like that is that is the prophecy, and he ultimately made the choice to be bad. Like he went to the dark side, and and now like finally Obi Wan's getting that closure that okay, like, I'm actually not responsible for this monster. Like, you, you're you actually, like, you, you've admitted to be yeah. responsible. And he can kind of go on to, to you know, become one with the Force again because he was, was unable to tap into it since Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, you know, all right? that's great. So, like, I don't want to harp sense. on it too much. Like, all that is great. It's just, like, a little, like Ian was saying, like, a little urgency, a little bit of something that he didn't just seem like, because maybe he didn't, maybe did something to happen, but it did seem like watching it, he just kind of, left him are sort of back on Tatooine we are finishing up uh with her sort of attacking Lara's homestead now she's chasing Luke through the desert and we get the big moment from her where she has to decide ultimately who she's going to be and she can see herself in Luke as a youngling herself as a youngling kind of paralleling uh her doing exactly what Anakin did to her and she raises her lightsaber and almost uses the force to stop herself, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she ultimately decides not to murder the boy, which is, uh, you know, great for us Star Wars fans who love the original trilogy and didn't want to. Uh... <laughs> I really thought she was going to do it. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it was, I felt like it was going to happen. Like, who is this kid anyway? He's just some I was like a word for him like, in that scene. I was like, oh, my God, I'm on the edge of my seat. This is where they reveal <laughs> that Luke is a clone and there's another one. <laughs> I'd be interested to find out real quick on that like for people that haven't watched Star Wars at all have no clue whatsoever and they're like starting their journey like if that moment would have hit for them like if they would have been that worried or concerned for this boy I'd, I don't know I mean obviously like you're saying as fans we knew what was going to happen nothing was going to happen but like I wonder if like non-star wars fans you know <laughs> it's yeah. funny because you say that and go oh that's an interesting thought but it never crossed my mind <laughs> no <laughs> someone would have that thought it's like right, right. 
it's like how lucky would <laughs> it be for you to be Star Wars. Yeah, like how lucky would it be for you to be a young enough fan to not know that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father? Like, right, yeah. right, yeah, right. Yeah, we got to come up with a new watch order for uh, my daughter when she hits old enough. We got to make sure we throw this in before before the. I know, side, super yeah. side note, but like I had a friend of mine who had never watched Star Wars, and we started with Episode One, like we went like yep. that way. And like what hit her harder was the Anakin turn. Like she was like, "Oh my well, god, it's nice. so different." Yeah, yeah. So it was really cool nice. to to kind of go that's through cool. that with her. So anyway, back. I like back that. We no, that's about. cool. I <laughs> yeah. mean, we we don't have that perspective, and we never will. Which is right. you know, it's just part of how we grew up. But like right. that would right. that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Oh. Even someone like my wife who did not grow up with Star Wars at all and mm-hmm. watched, I think I want to say, I think she said she watched jedi or empire like once when she was younger and that's it but then it's it she just absorbed everything through me even before we watched all the movies (laughs) that it's kind of like she's like oh but what about this and what about this and i'm basically explaining it as we go and it's like right maybe i shouldn't have done that (laughs) 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 but she's asking legit questions and she wants to understand what's going on right and uh, you know too much yeah she knew too much yeah and 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 i am to blame so But no, I, I agree with Reva, though. Like, I know we were talking about earlier, like earlier in this uh, conversation about like kind of her story. And, you know, Michael, I, I kind of agree. Like, I loved I love the overall like arc of hers. Like, I like where she like where she was, and where she ended. But I think how the execution was could have been a little bit better for me. Right. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know about you guys, like when we found out that she was that young lean, I wasn't that surprised. I kind of figured that's what was going mm-hmm. on. But but what caught me off guard was her wanting revenge on Vader. I thought that was an interesting twist. Um, mm-hmm. But like we've been talking about, like her getting to Tatooine and like her purpose for going after Luke and everything. Yeah. I, I mean, I can definitely see where people would be like, eh, that's kind of not goofy but like all right like i mean i buy it like you're saying like i buy the the reason but like kind of like all over the place a little bit and i can see yeah, that for sure bit. you know yeah a little bit of forced but i will say yeah. i think yeah, um forced. i don't think th- i think <laughs> i think it's i said this in my episode like i don't think the sh- like i think moses ingram is an incredible actor and i think like yes. she's doing great work Oh, I don't yeah, think yeah. the show does her any favors for her character. I think it makes her character Agreed. not come off. But but I think the idea of a youngling that survived Anakin's attack who grows old, mm-hmm. that's a very rich idea. That's like so I think that the character it's a net positive that we got this character introduced yeah. into the yes, universe. Yes. And that they can use this character over and over, even if I think it's McClunky, as we like to say. McClunky. Uh, she was introduced. McClunky. I still think it's a net positive. And I think there could be interesting stories to be told. And I totally nailed this on the thing. I was like, she's going to survive and turn good. And I hope <laughs> they can, you know, give her her own show or give her something and really flesh yeah. out the character and like you give do it more justice. Basically, well, I, so I'm I hope really that's hoping in to see. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%, Michael. Like, I hope to see, which we don't really get to see a lot of, is people who do bad things survive and have to atone right like yeah vader vader turns back vader turns back to anakin right and he obviously just straight there dies obviously and sacrifices himself for his son so we don't really get to see him atone for what he did you know again ben solo kind of same thing right kylo ren 
he has to, you know, turn, he turns back to the good side, but then dies after like saving Ray and doing all that stuff. So like, I want to see her journey specifically of like atoning for what she did. How does she do that? What does that look like? Because we've never really seen it in Star Wars. So we were talking about this idea. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we were talking about this on our podcast um, about this idea of Andrea brought it up about atonement. Like her and Laura were talking about like, we've never seen a character go through that you know, in Star Wars. Yeah. So I think it'd be really fun. And we have a character now that can do that. I think it'd be a fun, a fun journey for us to watch her go through, you know, cause where does she go? Right. That's kind of the question. Cause she, she was like now? real evil. Like at the start of this show, like she oh, was yeah. like a murderer, like cold blood killing Jedis and yeah. just killing anyone in her way. And like, yeah. you know, so she does have a lot to atone for. So that is interesting. And yeah, that's such a good point. Like there's a lot there that they could do with that character and they could mine for story. Yeah. So they could. yeah, I fully agree, and that's why, even though it was a little short-lived, I really appreciated Tala's character because she, mm-hmm. like, being an Imperial officer who didn't want to have anything to do with the Empire once she realized what they're about, and, like, she has the parallel with Reva where she's, like, she wants to turn around and she's showing that she could do good, even though mm-hmm. no matter how much bad she's done, she's putting notches on her holster to show, like, how many people she's saved since the turn and whatever but also she's uh, like huge role model for leia as well and uh, obi-wan kenobi to show that like you want to keep the fight going like you don't just want to give up and give into your guilt or whatever so yeah. like i think tala was a really strong character for that reason it's too bad we didn't get that much of her but like i said if it was a longer series maybe some of these things would have been a little bit more fleshed out like, yeah, I think she had such a big impact and her impact continues because like i think lauren you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier on in our recording that the holster that we know that Leia would have with her later on is mm-hmm. from her. And like, that's awesome. Cause that stands yeah. for something, right? Like yeah. she stands for so much just by carrying that around her waist now. And mm-hmm. for her mom to come in, I'm going into, I guess the next scene, I guess for her mom <laughs> to come in and be like, is that a, is that a holster? And then she just is like, Oh, I love it. I think she said, and then she just says, I love it. It's like, oh, this, right. this is great. Because, right. again, obviously, it's a little sort of. So you're, you're dipping into the Return of the King ending now, are you? <laughs> first, first, we got to finish up on Tatooine. We got yeah, the conversation yeah, yeah, between just, uh, Obi-Wan. I to mention, yeah, I wanted yeah. to mention that because I thought it was, um, I thought I thought that was, I just, I don't know. I, I thought that was touching. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah. You know, regardless of how you felt about Reva's journey, I think we all agree, like, it's a cool spot where she landed. And I like this conversation with Obi-Wan because she's sitting there in tears. Some of Moses Ingram's best stuff in the series. Mm. Like she's just, I failed. Like I failed. She's thinking she failed her fellow younglings and her family back at the temple. And it's like, like Obi-Wan kind of knowing now he's connected with the force again. He knows a lot about the light side is like, no, like you've actually shown mercy and now you've honored your fallen compatriots mm-hmm. like you're basically like you're making the right choices now and now you can decide who you're going to become uh which i think was cool because he's basically like we're both free now we both get to choose our next like path you know what i mean so mm-hmm. there was a lot of good stuff between them at the end there and uh there was a uh, multiple endings to this episode huh? <laughs> we're gonna yeah. go through a couple <laughs> should, we stick, should we stick to tattooing or should we go the way yeah let's the let's hear what you guys thought about that exchange between the obi-wan and the Reva. i oh, loved that- it yeah, I loved yeah. It. Go ahead, learn. Go ahead. Yeah, real quick. I I loved it. I loved that performance by Moses. I think, like you mm-hmm. just said, Ian. Like, my God, the you can feel the emotions from her. 
with tears, everything. Like you felt what she was going through. So I love that scene. And again, I like how she has turned to like the, we hope turned to the good side, right? Like that's what we hope for. You know, I love that the kind of symbolism of her just putting her saber down in the sand, like just letting it go. Like almost like the, the Jedi that go through the path when in the previous episode, you saw that huge, like chest full of, or whatever of random lightsabers because they had to go into hiding and now that's kind of like her next steps maybe. So I, I loved it. I love that scene. I think it was just beautifully done and I just, I, yeah, I mean, just good stuff all around for, for me. Yep. I agree. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, exactly what I would have said. <laughs> yeah. Same echo. Well, yeah, I same. wanted to give you guys an opportunity to talk about tattooing. Cause now we go to an even more hot setting, which is Mustafar. Mm-hmm. And I love yeah. this scene yeah. because, oh, yeah. uh, you know, we cut to this wide shot and we're seeing the castle in all of its glory. Vader's castle. Like mm-hmm. we've yeah. seen it in bits and fragments, but here we're just getting a nice little epic shot of it. And Darth Vader, he's an interesting guy because, uh, <laughs> you know, he's he's kind of like he's hell bent on getting revenge on Kenobi still after being defeated. And even more so, maybe until Probably he has a conversation, so. yeah. un- until he has a conversation with his new master, our boy. Emperor Palpatine shows up on a hologram and kind of schools his uh, his apprentice, right? So uh, I don't know. I want to hear what you guys thought about this, but I loved how you know he was. Don't worry, I got this. I'm gonna go kill him. Yeah. He won't escape. He won't evade me again. No, 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 no. Check your feelings. Like first of all, <laughs> I'm your master. Forget about your former master. And then he's basically warning him, like if you can't get your feelings in check. Like you're no good to me. Like you're you're mm-hmm. good as dead. So and then instantly on a dime, the Vader we know from the original trilogy, like well at least from Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. yes my master. Like Kenobi means nothing. Like mm-hmm. I'm you know I will serve you from now on. Don't so, worry about uh, it. Yeah. And you and I buy it. Like I buy that turn instantly. Yeah. Yep. And then you know that that's how he's going to carry himself from here until we meet him in the new. Yeah. I, I buy, I'm a little conflicted because like, I like it and I agree and I, and I, I buy it, but at the same time, I feel like that turn is so fast that (laughs) that's fair, but it's just this for me, like I'll let you guys, I'll let you guys kind of dive into it. But for me, it's that fierce uh, reminder that he really is under the thumb of Emperor Palpatine and he's been gallivanting and dealing with his own rage for maybe the better part of 10 years and Palpatine's kind of like letting him do his thing because he's still probably an effective right hand, even, mm-hmm. even with his, his pursuit of Kenobi. But now that it's kind of gotten resolved or at least hit its like breaking point, like Palpatine's reminding him who the boss is and like mm-hmm. instantly that fear returns, that kind of sub subservient, like, you know, he's submissive, like, right? Submissive yeah. attitude comes back. Yeah. So I want to hear about what, what you guys thought about this. Yeah. I mean, to me, it felt like it was really fast, but at the same time, I also felt all the things that you're expressing as well, where it's like, mm-hmm. this is just what we know him as in the original trilogy. And that's who he is. And it makes sense that he's not for the next 10 to 15 years or 12 years, whatever the time frame exactly is. He's not hell bent on Obi-Wan anymore. Because if he was, then we probably would have need another series just like the one that we're wrapping up, you know? Yeah, it's um, a good point. So it, it's, it makes sense that he kind of falls in line like that and he becomes a lot more of who he, who we know him as, I guess, mm-hmm. um, later in the timeline. So 
Um, and then really the best part of this whole thing to me is the music kicks in. So that's mm. what I like the best about this. The Imperial whole March. Yeah. 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 I just want what to a say, great use of that cue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I don't know that I buy the turn that much, but I think the scene is very, very necessary. Mm-hmm. Like as what Dave said to show, like explain why Vader wasn't just hell bent on finding Obi-Wan because if he was for 12 years, he probably, one of his plans, he would have probably searched almost Tatooine and he would have found him. So you needed that scene. <laughs> yeah. So you needed yeah. that scene to explain why, because it seemed he's screaming Obi-Wan. It seems like he's hell-bent on finding him. He's not going to let anything stop him. So you needed that scene to explain how Obi-Wan then could have lived on Tatooine in, in the 10 years in between this and New Hope. So yeah. I think that scene was very necessary and it fits, right? And so. for me, it plays heavily into the line where he says in A New Hope, like he's on the ship and he's going, I sense something, a present I've not felt since. And then he just kind of trails off mm, and you're just like, yeah, now that's going to hit different because you're going to be like, oh man, he hasn't right. thought about him since like Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Right. So it's like, yeah. yeah right. So, so it'll be interesting, but uh, yeah. Uh, Lauren, what did you think about that? Scene? Yeah. I, I loved it. Cause I think again, I definitely understand where, where it did feel kind of fast. Cause I, I kind of felt that too, but I was thinking like in my personal headcanon, like, at the time that Obi-Wan left him on that moon or planet that they were just on, he was literally like left for dead. Right. And I know we were kind of talking about earlier about, you know, Obi-Wan kind of got away. No, no star destroyer, like in the system or whatever, my kind of thought, and I, I, I've heard people talk, like say this and I kind of, I kind of buy it. They're like, maybe when, you know, Vader tells them, I'm, you know, I'm going down to face him alone. Maybe he sent the, the Star Destroyer somewhere else. Because then I was thinking, like, I don't know if I would buy Vader coming back onto the Star Destroyer and him looking like a wreck. I feel like maybe he took his ship and went straight back to Mustafar, got fixed up, and then he talked to the Emperor. That makes sense. You know? That's that's, that's so a good point, yeah. I, I buy yeah. that. Like, I, I would buy that that headcanon, that theory, for sure. Yep, yep, but that I makes think sense, this, for sure. Yeah, what this scene did for me, though, too, is just like we're saying, like, it did set up to the point where, like, he no longer is looking after Kenobi. Okay, we get that. You know, it's because of the manipulation of Palpatine that, mm-hmm. you know, that he's been going through since he, you know, became Vader. And it very, and it resembled too, like his, for me, the conversation he had with Riva earlier in the last episode, like you, like when he told her, you mean nothing to me. That was like Palpatine basically telling him, you mean nothing to me if, if you cannot fall in line. Like, I don't need you. You're not worth anything to me if you don't follow what we're doing in the plan that I have. So him kind of stepping back and saying, okay, yeah, you're my master. I get it. And I think Palpatine knew too, though, if he dwells on Obi-Wan, that could do something. It could change him. It could change him back to Anakin Skywalker. And I think that was definitely a thought. Uh, again, that's just- Oh, it's definitely idea, a, a fear know? of Palpatine's for sure, but it's, he's yeah. using it more of like, like no, you're gonna do you're gonna do my bidding. Like he's right. you know, he's right. calling the shots. I mean, I I'm saying, I love the scene and it's true because when this when that Imperial March cue hit, like the episode yeah. could have ended right there. Like I I love everything that we got afterwards, and I know it's like an Obi Wan series, not a Vader series, but you know, mm-hmm. if it just ended on that note, I think it would have been really strong. But obviously, mm-hmm. we got some great uh, other cameos to come. But uh, this cameo uh, was was special to me because. You know, Palpatine, he's a huge character in Star Wars, but 
he really uh, got fleshed out over the prequel trilogy. Like when we see him mm-hmm. in the original trilogy, Darth Vader is the big bad, at least for the first two films. When Palpatine comes through in Return of the Jedi, you start to understand more the struggle, the everything that Vader's dealing with, mm-hmm. that like Palpatine's really pulling the strings. But like you let you let Darth Vader breathe and you let him be the big bad for the first two episodes. And that's exactly what they did in Obi-Wan Kenobi. But they give you that fierce reminder at the very end that he is mm-hmm. not the end all be all, that there's someone behind uh, the, the pit bull, right? So, yeah. so yeah, yeah, so I really like that scene. And it, the episode or the series could have just ended right there and I would have been right as rain. He looked that's, good too. Like the yeah, emperor, like yeah, how right. they. Ian good. McDermott is uh, an amazing actor. Man. Yeah, he's that voice, good. man. That voice. So it's just, <laughs> it's just so, it's so damn. I don't, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's so good. It's, yeah. again, it's like a delivery thing. It's, it's a choice and it's, it's awesome. And it's an awesome. And it one. works. Right. <laughs> and it really, works for like 50 years, which is yes, crazy. <laughs> yes. And then the next time, really thinking about um, Rebels, like the next time he actually, like Vader mentions Obi, is in Rebels. When he's mm. talking to Palpatine again and again in that scene of Rebels, he kind of shuts him down too. Like they were talking about that's when he finds Ahsoka and he says, I found Anakin Skywalker's apprentice mm. and this could lead to other Jedi is what Palpatine says to Vader. And Vader says Kenobi. And that's when, you know, Palpatine's like, if he survives. So like he was like, let him go. Like we're not yeah. thinking about him. Think about, you know, we have to stay focused. So again, right. this plays out. Uh, this is not the one and only time that this is coming right right right, i'm glad you mentioned that lauren because uh that's a huge connection with rebels and the fact Mm -hmm. that ahsoka was the other person that was able to cut half of vader's mask off so if you notice it's actually the opposite half so we have ahsoka his apprentice Mm -hmm. Mm obi-wan his master both able to chip away at what is left of anakin but it's mm-hmm. really going to be his son, Luke Skywalker, that is able to lift the full mask yeah. off at the end of the yeah. right saga, right? So, or at right. the end of the original trilogy, let's yeah. say. Uh, so, yeah, really some powerful stuff there. And yeah. we're back to Alderaan, which uh, I, I think the powerful moments in this scene outweigh the sort of, uh, like I said, return of the king kind of grandiose <laughs> multiple ending return nature the to the series. But it, but it doesn't take an hour to wrap up, so it's okay. <laughs> but I, I, do, I do love how he just That's shows fair. up to give Lola back, say some words of wisdom, and he pieces out right away. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, we have we have Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, actually, we have an intro scene with uh, Leia, and she's got the holster. Mm. She's got the the hair going and uh, she's joining. I think Lauren, you mentioned this already. She joins her parents and um, she mentions to her dad that she wants to sort of rule or learn to rule her own way. And yeah. he says, I'm going we'll ha- to gonna have to change some things. I'm like, Haha, sassy kid. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. And then yeah. she's like, okay, like I'm down. We're going to meet more cousins. Let's do this. And of course, no, it's a surprise visit from old uncle Ben. Uh, what did you guys think of the sort of final moments between Leia and Obi-Wan? I like how she was excited to see Lola. Real uh, quick. Yeah. That's no. D- okay. So that yeah. reminds me of, uh, of um, Force Awakens where she immediately. Oh, BB-8. Yeah. No, she immediately. Ru- she So Han's dead and she knows it. And she immediately runs to Rey and hugs Rey instead of Chewie, which is so <laughs> weird. And, oh, here, that is weird. and here she yeah. immediately runs to which okay it's kind of like her pet right it's her dog mm-hmm. uh sort of idea and she just lola and not kenobi it's like okay it's fine she's a kid so it's not that bad but 
But in right. Force Awakens, she just like just scoots right past Chewie, which is so weird because oh, that that's, that's what this show is setting. I up never that noticed moment. that. So this is explaining the origin of Leia <laughs> hugging, hugging the wrong person. You know, so she's been doing it since she was a kid. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if that's what they're doing here. Is that they're saying that this is a this is a troubled pattern for this little one, and it continues until she's sixty. Like, we have to get like five more films of her hugging hugging yeah, the wrong yeah. person for that yeah, to hit. We definitely need another series with just her running and hugging wrong the wrong people. Like, just... <laughs> Some Star Wars need to keep this going and just have her hugging the wrong person every chance every chance they get. Right? The running gag, I love yeah. it. That'd be amazing. Yeah, a literally a literal running gag. Yeah. Power, what did you think of their second farewell or final? Yeah, it was farewell? great. It was awesome. I love everything. I love a uh, kid Leia. I think little Leia, and the line of like, "How can we repay you?" And you know, you already paid me enough. Like, yeah, that's just great. So the well, acting was yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, my favorite part of the whole thing is um, she asks, "What are you gonna do now?" And he says. You know, in his like typical delivery, I'm not really sure. Mm. I think you should sleep. And he just laughs. And it feels like it was like a genuine belly laugh from him. So I don't know if that is just insanely good chemistry, writing and acting on both their parts. But it feels like that was a natural reaction to that to that line. And it just that that was just so it's again another one of those examples of him softening with her and softening through this through this series and that was actually like as great as the fight was as great as this episode was overall literally like him laughing and her her saying that and him laughing was my favorite part of this episode was that, that was, it was that was good it was so was good moment, like he yeah. yeah he just he just goes, ah, like it's, I, I don't know. I, I could go on and on to just like how it <laughs> felt so real and and so touching that I'm like, oh, this is, that's what made, made this episode for me was, was actually that it was like topping on the cake kind of thing. So awesome. Um, yeah. I don't know about you, Lauren, but uh, for me, the kicker was when he starts telling her about his parents, right? Oh. You know, how kind hearted mm-hmm. and how discerning she, she is like her mother mm-hmm. and then how passionate and fearless she is like her father. So he's actually appealing to like, the things that he loved about Anakin, like he's able to embrace yeah. those things now that he's kind of made that distinction between Anakin and Darth Vader. Um, yeah. did, did you feel the same way about that? Oh yeah, no, definitely. And it was good to see that even after that whole fight, right. And him finally losing his best friend, he's still able to tell his daughter, his best friend's daughter that, you know, he was, st- he was a good man, even though yeah. what he has become, I feel like Obi-Wan knew that wasn't truly Anakin still, you know, and that mm-hmm. little line, I don't know if we, I don't know if we touched on it, but like that little line when he left Vader and he just calls him Darth. I love that. It was a nice little. Oh nice yeah. Little, yeah. That's right. You know? That's right. It makes so much more sense yeah. now when he calls him Darth in a new hope. Right. Cause he didn't want to acknowledge, he didn't want to acknowledge him as Anakin. He didn't want to acknowledge him as Vader, you know? So he was like, I'll call you Darth. Like it's like a dig. And I, and I love that, but, yeah, I mean, for him to tell Leia how much she was both of her parents, which she, which they are, and I love that. I'm glad they kind of brought that to the her character. And I love Leia's response, like, you know, he says, "I could, you know, I wish I could tell you more." And she's like, "You don't have to." Like, she was totally satisfied knowing what she might have just learned, but also knowing that she still has her her parents in her eyes, Bail 
and Berea. Yeah. Like it was really, really And he addresses really her as them. like Princess Leia Organa. Yeah. Like she's embracing yes, the Organa. Yes, that's right. All, yep. right? So, yeah. yeah Love it. Cool. And yeah. then, of course, his final words are May the Force be with you, which is yep. classic Star Wars. Then you had the but, Leia theme kick in, the Force theme. Oh, kick yes. In, yes. Mean, the uh, Leia. Oh. It's just it, and it's such time. it's a quiet theme and it's quiet music and it's supposed to be and always has been, mm-hmm. and like you almost don't notice it right unless you recognize yes. it you might not really notice it there. I think the Imperial March is much more obvious and it's right. obviously more imposing and supposed to be, but this music is just this calm, nice song and it just fits yeah. like it's, it's just so nice to like to have it back. It's one of the best written songs they've had oh, in these movies and the yeah. series so yeah real quick too my friend we were doing a recap i think it was episode four or five and she brought up my friend katie brought up the fact that i didn't know this and i haven't listened to it but i i, I I'm, I'm gonna take her word for it they're like in a new hope when you see ben like become one with the force mm-hmm. like leia's theme kicks in a little bit like at that moment what? Like, I did not know that. Yeah. And I, well, I haven't listened intense. to it, but she, yeah. Apparently, like her theme kind of kicked in right as he like vanished or whatever. So, like, oh, I had to listen oh. to it, but I, I believe her because she's huge on music and she listens to David W. David W. Collins, who does like some really great deep dives of music, specifically with Star Wars 2. And yeah, I, I, he might have made those parallels, but yeah, I was like, oh, wow, that's. That's cool. If that's true, then this whole thing works for me, like on that's another awesome. level. Then you know, yeah. It, it's yeah. so cool because it like I'll tease ahead, but like one of the first things I did when this episode ended, as much as I loved it, was like I got to check one point in this episode to make sure it didn't like break what I thought was going on, uh, you know, inside of the uh, what we know it heads to the original trilogy. Once I was satisfied that it didn't do that, I actually watched A New Hope, which I thought was like oh <laughs> cool that like I could still enjoy star wars and even maybe even enjoy a little bit more out of it uh from this series rather than like complain about uh you know whatever i thought it might have uh broke which i don't think it really does break anything Uh, but here we are we're finishing the series on tatooine right where it all began right where uh old ben kenobi's been living uh for 10 years and now he's going to foreseeably stay on tatooine for the next nine years until we hit uh the original trilogy and Star Wars A New Hope. So what did you guys think of sort of him wrapping up his old home in the cave and departing for, for new digs and on pit stopping along the way to the Lars homestead for another final goodbye with the other, <laughs> with the other Skywalker twin? <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, it, it's so funny. I had this initial gut reaction when he goes and... and says bye and and then um uh owen's like oh do you want to meet him i was like wait what he doesn't yeah know what? he doesn't know him what do you wait no what's happening here and then i realized oh wait no no like, he knows of him when he knows old him ben. as old ben but like he knows he him doesn't... as old ben it's not like he's a complete stranger or whatever but but initially i was oh, like he lives, whoa, whoa, he lives what out are they doing here? yeah mm-hmm. it's like oh my god what do they do this is strange what are they doing <laughs> Did they not see these movies? Clearly, it feels like I never saw these movies based on my internal reaction. Um, when, but, uh, as much as Baru is a badass in this series, I thought Joel Edgerton also did a great job as, oh, yeah. uh, as Owen. And I, I don't yeah. think we got enough of either of them, to be honest. In this series. No, but, no, I don't. Yeah. I mean, it but, makes sense that we didn't, but it but it 
it's true. They they both do a, a great job. Um, I think yeah. speaking of him, my favorite line in the whole episode I didn't bring up earlier is whenever mm. Riva says to him, "Like, what do you care? He's not yours." Mm. Which actually lends to the fact that she thinks she knows it's Darth Vader's kid, which is weird. But anyways, he's like, mm. "No, he is mine." You know what I mean? That was oh, that was a good. That's apparent. That that's that's a good moment. Like he does see Luke as like his own kid because I yeah, don't think they have their own kids, right? So this is. That was a good line, but now I'm mm-hmm. thinking about the Reva line. That's a good point that you made, though, because that, <laughs> that, that makes me that. think that she might have kind of uh, assumed more than what we knew. That she she must have yeah. known that that he was Anakin's kid. Huh. Anyways, I wrote that line down because I thought it was a good line on the Uncle Owen part of it. I didn't think about the Reva mm-hmm. part of it until right now. But anyways, <laughs> that that is a great line, and he, he does do a good job. But if, I don't know if, if that is like, the angle they were taking, then it would make sense that she would want to get revenge in the same way that, like, in a similar way to how he, you know, attacked. It does her make sense. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that totally actually is motivation. It's just how did she piece two and two together? With that broken earlier. message. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's we're beyond that. But anyways, I, I, yeah, it was good. The the final moment with Ben. I don't think anything in the show breaks canon. I think they have too many story mm-hmm. people. Did they care too much? Like, I don't think Star Wars is going to, you know, they're way more knowledgeable about any of this canon stuff than we are. They're never going to, like, whoa, 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 be whoa, caught whoa. on that. So. <laughs> Come on. <Anna. laughs> Did you hear the thought process I just had in this scene? Clearly, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, Lucas needs to hire Dave, I think, because he, he thinks it all through. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was going to sort of save this for the end, but you're already on the topic. Basically, like, I... I, what I thought the finale did to me, which I was unexpected and very strange feeling was I wasn't feeling the stakes as like, Oh, who's going to die? Because like, we kind of know to some degree what's going to happen. We kind of know characters. it's all a dream anyway. So it's that's but not like real. The, the weird <laughs> thing I was tackling as they were cutting back and forth was I was like, they did this good job of like Reva's invading Lars homestead. And we're getting closer and closer to like, wow, like, is she going to do something that is going to, really break canon like i kept thinking mm-hmm. like that was the edge the tightrope they were walking on was like wow they're gonna they're they're making some bold because they could have played it really safe where they're not touching anything that's even close mm-hmm. to canon and everything so but they were doing it in a way where it's like wow like you know you can people will still argue like that they broke canon or whatever but like nothing bothered me to the point where like i was still way more happy with what we got and I the moment that i was yeah no, go on, go on. Sorry, uh, sorry. I was just saying the moment that I was referring to was at one point when I finished the episode, I was like, so did he see her with the lightsaber? I, I didn't know. Right? I had to go yeah. back and check. And I yeah, checked and like he yeah. was running away the whole time. So I think like they explained the Tuscan Raiders are attacking. Whether he knew it was not the Tuscan Raiders and someone else, he never actually, pro- it doesn't seem like he saw the lightsaber. But it, the first time around, I was playing it back going, they actually let him see that because that would be a problem. But it looks like he kind of got out of there before. And then when she, everything on the surface afterwards, she doesn't have the lightsaber. Until yeah. And he's knocked out so, when she's potentially. But that's what him. I went back to check. Cause I'm like, that's yeah. going to be a problem. <laughs> like- <laughs> I was going to say, because we are referring to Ian, when he sees uh, the lightsaber in a new hope, he like says he's never seen a lightsaber before. So I think they actually go out of their way to make it so that Luke character never sees like they go out of their way they like show the scene of him like escaping through the window right before she arrives and then she lights it up it's like they go out of their way and he's knocked out like they go out of their way to show that like he definitely doesn't see the lightsaber so like they are very aware of all this stuff for sure yeah Yeah. definitely lauren what about you how'd you how'd you think of this this uh scene here 
I loved it. I mean, it, it gives some closure, right? I mean, it gave closure to Obi-Wan being able to talk to Anakin's son, you know, mm-hmm. the kid that he brought at the end of Revenge of the Sith. You know, we get to, he get, finally gets to meet him. I love that he's the one that gave him the T-16 hopper. Like, mm-hmm. that was a cool little, like, I love that. That's that's a nice little, again, they didn't have to do it, but it's a nice kind of little, like, oh, wow. So he did, you know, like like you said, they like, I didn't, I totally forgot about that scene of, like, him knowing about old Ben. So, like, I was kind of with you, and initially I'm like, wait, did he see Obi-Wan before? And yeah. Wolf? I'm like, I can't remember, <laughs> but, right, it all, it all worked out for sure. And, you know, I, I just loved Again, Joel Edgerton's performance throughout the series was great. I love that. You know, if you want to meet him, like how sincere he is and mm-hmm. how he's kind of come around to, to Obi-Wan. Well, it's a moment there. of generosity, right? Because when we meet him in uh, yeah. original trilogy, he's such a curmudgeon. Like, he's just right. like, that wizard's this crazy old man. And, like, yeah. you know, like <laughs> you get that kind of sweetness to him a little bit at the end here, right. which is kind of nice. Like, they're they're on good terms, at least yeah. right now. So, right. And, we, and we do get one more hello there. Hello there. Well. <laughs> so I was wondering who was going to say it. Yeah, right. it's a good one. Right. It's a good one. Leave it's it to our delivery. gracious host. Yeah, right. it's a, he's got a huge <laughs> grin on his face. It's like he knows, the writers know, right. everyone knows right. what's <laughs> happening in that moment. Like everyone just knows. <laughs> okay, but can we just say like that could have been extra cheesy, right? Like his delivery yeah. was pretty Could've. good. That's yeah. great. That's great. No, it was perfect. It, it, was perfect. it, it fits yeah. with where his character currently is. Mm-hmm. where he again i'm going to say it again he softens towards the end of the series a little bit more he becomes a little bit more you know he's back with the force a little bit more more connected and everything and he's now excited to see luke so he says it in a much more excited way than mm-hmm. we've you know maybe would have heard a couple episodes prior or especially in like the first episode for example right. um yeah, I, I, it's it's awesome. It's great. <laughs> I just I, I had a huge smile on my face when he said it too. I was like, yes, right. yes. And I like how he now like he acknowledges to to Owen that like yes, you and Baru are the ones to raise him. Like, it, mm-hmm. I, I'm not mm-hmm. the one anymore. So like, it makes sense that he you know we see him take off and heads to the hut that we eventually see him have in A New Hope. So like, it all. It all makes sense. It all tracks that he kind of went even further away because he trusted Owen and Brew to right, right. to do what was necessary. So, and it took obviously what events happened in A New Hope for him to intervene finally. But I like that. Like I like how he kind of came. Obi Wan kind of came full circle with trusting Owen and Brew to to handle Luke. When I think at the beginning of the series he he didn't for sure, but now he does. Right. So that was kind of nice. Nice yeah, and he's part. he's letting him be a boy as opposed to like fixating on having to train him and right mm-hmm. the wrongs of mm-hmm. you know what he's what how he failed with Anakin right. and everything. So yeah, that all works. Um, we're obviously building to the last sequence of <laughs> the final shots of the the series, really, uh, which felt like could have been a post credit scene to me. Like if this was a Marvel. <laughs> property it like, did Star feel Wars. like a marvel sting yeah like, That's what it felt like to me yeah uh, i don't know how you guys felt about it but basically it's the big thing that we've all been waiting for when was it going to happen the cameo of liam neeson's qui-gon Jin, mm-hmm. obi-wan kenobi's former master from uh phantom menace episode one so yeah we got this big reveal that okay now that uh obi-wan kenobi has reunited with the force he can now embrace sort of his former master in the form of a, a force ghost. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. What did you guys uh, think of the final reveal? I'll say it felt exactly what you said. It felt like a Marvel stinger. But if you've been <laughs> watching the Marvel movies lately, they usually do two stingers, right? <laughs> one, they do one that's like actually setting up a, a, a further movie. And they usually do one that's like a throwaway, just like a joke, jokey thing. <laughs> this felt like a throwaway jokey thing. <laughs> yeah that's it amazing oh, that's or like a combination of the two really yeah i feel like a, com- a comedic bit and kind of like it's not going to have any bearing any impact on anything else it's just mm-hmm. you know hey here's liam neeson again and kind of played as a joke that's how yeah. i that's how i took it well he, he arrived sort of as a semi joke he was like what took you so long you know like yeah right. exactly it's like a right. fun scene it's not like a yeah. meaningful hey, i love like, me some sassy Qui-Gon, but it, uh, it was definitely uh, <laughs> definitely short-lived absolutely uh, lauren what did you think of it i it worked you know because again he how many times throughout the series he called on him so like it built up to this moment and, and it worked for me and it did kind of feel like like you're saying, Michael, like a little jokey, but like it, like earned still, you know, because of where Obi-Wan was at the moment. He finally has, you know, become one and reconnected with the Force. I'm telling you, this is my whole theory, though, that obviously Liam Nielsen was not on set. They threw him a green screen and it was like, here, do some yeah. lines real quick. Yeah. We'll, well they wouldn't have, take, yeah, yeah, they wouldn't have needed him to be no. there for sure. Oh, no, here we'll, we'll we'll ship you we'll ship you a couple of uh, robes right. and uh, let us know <laughs> yeah. let us know when you're done. All right, here's Just, some <laughs> yeah, here's some wigs like here's yeah, some, yeah, here's right. a, yeah, yeah, here's like, a wig. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So, but it worked though, and then I like again. It's the, the beginning of Obi Wan's journey now of where we see him in A New Hope, right? Like becoming being able to become one with the Force, and then eventually in the Empire Strikes Back, we see him like Qui Gon is in the blue Force Ghost. So. It worked. It was fun. It was earned. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, definitely. I, I just, I think about it now. Like, yeah, Neeson, he do, was not there. <laughs> he was so. Do you think that there. this is like? Do cool, you think that though. this is like the direction where the comics are heading now? Like, this is going to be the Adventures of uh, Obi Wan Kenobi on Tatooine that Mike Power Probably. was so adamant against. Um, that we might get like what he deals with, kind of while he's training and also trying to live on Tatooine, kind of. Yeah. But, stories, yeah. but. Uh, could probably see some of those in comics and, and novels. I think that would um, make sense, right? To like, because there's still nine years. Well, I mean, six, what, seven ish, maybe until he sees Mulligan in Rebels, like, or seven, eight years prior to um, a, a New Hope. So I think it, it works for me. I, I would love to kind of see those adventures because, again, I, again, this is my total headcanon. Like, okay, so he had to buy like a, like a new hut. Like what is he doing for work? Is he still like doing the whole chopping uh, meat, <laughs> you know, butcher stuff? Is he still yeah. right? Is he still doing that nine to five, or is he doing? I think stuff he's moved on from those else? right people, right? So like, what is he doing? Like, how is he? How is he earning? Or does he really need to earn money? Like, those are the stupid questions I have. But he can hunt. He's in right. the true, so. now. But it's true. It's like, it's dude, are are Jedi's in that category of like they don't really need to make money. They get by. Just, <laughs> right. They just they just get by. Why? Because they can. Right. Like I don't know. <laughs> it just whatever it works. Because they us, got right? powers, like, man. That's why. Cool. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if Sorry, I'm, Dave, did you say that it worked for you as well? I 
yeah, the, the ending is is totally fine. I, I'm more than happy with it. I, I like how it's a little bit snarky. You know, like you said, a little bit sort of uh, snark. Uh, Qui-Gon is, is good for me, too. I, I don't know that I need to see any more, um, especially since there's an entire... I know he's not necessarily involved, but watch Rebels if you want to know what goes on yep. in between, I guess, yeah. right? Which I still yep. need to do. But, 100%. Um, I mean, I did watch the first season years ago, so I don't remember any of it, but... Oh, you um, gotta dive back into it, Dave. I know, so but good. Uh, but good. as far as, like, you know, an Obi-Wan story, again, even if it's, like, a TV show or a movie, I don't really need it. Like, you know, I not that I... I Again, all of these shows we kind of said, do we really need them? Not really, but we had a good time with them, right? So we could be yeah. surprised again. But it does feel like this was. It does honestly feel like this was supposed to be it with the way that it was written and the way yeah. that it ends. You and, and I think that's totally song. okay. Yeah, I don't think we need uh, an encore. You know, I don't think we, need, yeah. we have to have that. So um, if they do it in some other form, some other medium, like you like you mentioned, like comics, novel, whatever. That's okay. That's fine. Then you can seek those out if you really want to. But it feels different when it's a premiere show or movie yeah. that is available in a more common medium, I guess. Most of um, the live action has felt like required viewing up to this point. Right? Yeah, so I think I think so. Yeah, I think so. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, but overall, that's great. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, for for <laughs> for me, all I was gonna say was like, okay, yeah, it. it I think we would have been disappointed if we didn't get him at all because they did set it mm-hmm. up. And that's kind of what we know Yoda had teased that while you're on Tatooine, you're going to have some homework and you're going to want to reconnect with Qui-Gon and learn how to do it so that we see you do it in the original trilogy. It kind of lines up. But for me, like, I don't know if this would have, I think this is where sometimes they are painting themselves in a box like i think it would have been stronger if we had at least heard his voice or had seen him a little bit when he was under the rubble like if that mm. was the moment mm. that he was yeah. able because he's already connecting the force and now oh qui-gon you've been here this whole time or something like that or you can hear like hints of him so that when it pays off at the end it makes sense i think that would have been a little stronger but hey i'm not the creator so <laughs> still <laughs> still i'll enjoy what i get um, because I'd rather have Star Wars than no Star Wars. So exactly, <laughs> um, exactly. But I right? think that the series was very strong overall, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just uh, very happy with what we got. Ultimately, um, you know, he said uh, he said to him like, "I haven't like I've been here," but he said something along the lines of, "I've always been here, but you just weren't ready to see," mm-hmm. right? And that made me think in part three, which is also a really strong episode of mine that I liked, was when he was in the path uh, in like the safe house and he mm-hmm. saw that Quinlan Voss had written on the wall in Mapuzo, uh, only when the eyes are closed can you truly see. I thought that that kind of mm-hmm. lines up with what Qui-Gon's saying in those moments. So yeah. there's some interesting through lines to the series. I'll, I'll be happy to go back and watch from start to finish and see like what else I can um pick out from those connections but yeah that was i don't know i love the series overall uh have you guys i mean you mentioned it up top but like are you satisfied overall with uh with what we got here at the end and do you want to see more i think that's the big question like or is it or is this enough from obi-wan live action at least i mean i I don't need a season two personally like i'm I'm cool with it i think I, i agree with david that like it ended to where you you're cool. Like you don't mm-hmm. need anymore. We kind of know what happens now moving forward. 
if they want to tell these little adventures, you know, in comics or novels, cool. Uh, I'll read them. Uh, but I don't think I need another series. Do I feel like they might do a spinoff of some sorts? I can see that. Mm-hmm. How they would do that, I don't know. I mean, I would love more with Roken and the path and all that. Like that would be fun to me to uh, to dive in and maybe he pops up in a cameo or something. You uh, and as Obi Wan again, but overall, I liked it. Um, I I I dug the visuals throughout the series. I think Deborah Chow did an amazing job directing. I really liked the style and I like how you know different than Mandalorian how it's different you know, directors these episodes. This was just one continuous kind of vision. I felt it felt like more connected in that way for me overall. And yeah, I, I, I loved it. I mean it was it was good it was good series and it filled it put in some little gaps uh that were that were needed, I think maybe for some fans, you know. So I liked it. I liked it yep. a lot. Same page. Mike, what about you? Yep. No, nope, I agree. I think this should be it. I think I think he can show up in other things, but I don't think another season is necessary. I love that it gave uh, Ewan McGregor a chance to come back. And like, I think, you know, he's mentioned like he's mentioned it in interviews, like those prequels, people weren't kind to him and the critics were, and he did, were really part on those movies and it wasn't probably wasn't a really good time. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he, he gets older and the kids who grew up loving the prequels um, kind of, you can kind of see, him. yeah, embracing him now and, he can kind of back, come back and like do this one series and mm-hmm. for them. Right. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's like, it was a good series. Let's let him go out on a high note, maybe bring him back if there's reason to, but I don't mm-hmm. think you need to do another, I think it could get kind of tricky to do another yeah. one. How many adventures yeah. can he go on when he's on Tatooine that are worth yeah. their own series? Right. So yeah, just leave it at this. And that, this is, yeah, this is his like redemption and he gets to come and yeah. do a fun Star Wars thing and have fun doing it and get well received and it be positive experience overall. So that's so why, why part of also why I would like just leave it alone and not do a second yeah. season. Yeah, I'm on Hayden, the same page with you. I think Hayden too, right? Like kind of similar yeah. to you. And, oh yeah, everything applies. See, Hayden. I'm on the same page with you about Obi-Wan, but I wouldn't mind seeing Hayden Christian. I mean, we are going to see him pop up in Ahsoka in some, right. some form, maybe, rumors, maybe in yeah. some flashbacks or whatever, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing, honestly, a Vader-centric show or even an Empire series that heavily features Darth Vader. I think there's more, you know, like more, we could see Vader sort of on, like on his Empire tip. Like we, we could see a bunch of Vader stories. I, I don't think we need yeah. to see much more from Obi-Wan, but I, I do think Hayden Christensen can go on and play Darth Vader in various. Okay, series. a comedy TV show a la The Office, but it takes place on the Death Star. And Darth Vader is like Michael Scott. That's I feel great. like they might have done that on Robot Chicken at some point or something. It sounds like something they would have done. No, um, we had this we had this conversation, you know, about do we want a Vader centric series? And yeah. we talked about it in our last episode that we recorded. And Andrea is fully on board. She's a huge Vader fan, so she was fully like, Yeah, let's do a whole series. While I'm like, Yeah, okay, it'd be cool, but like I need a good story with it though. Cause it's, I don't want him just bopping around different planets and like, you know, doing what he did to the village. Like, okay, mm, it gets yeah. repetitive. And it's like, I understand like you, you guys set that up in this series to like, okay, I understand that that's who he is. Like, and we've seen in comics. So like for me, if there's a good story to go along with the Vader series, I'm for it. But like, 
I also feel like I don't want to oversaturate that, right? Because like mm. we have seen him so much in different mediums, which is great. And like when he does pop up, it's pretty impactful. Like, yeah, you know, with with Rogue One and other and the animation stuff that he pops in, like you feel the impact of Vader. So like, I don't know if I want to oversaturate. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but that, that's how I. I, I do too. I I, it's the same no, thing because it's like, 100%. like yeah, like if you say he's gonna go from planet to planet and just ransack the whole place every right. episode, like it's like instead of monster of the week, it's like murder of the week or planet of the week like i don't need that you know no, like, well, i think so, we already mentioned he, his character doesn't change much from the end of this series to a new hope so if you're going to do a prequel something's you're going to do be it because you're going to want you something's got to be some character revelation yeah. some character mm-hmm. moments so if he doesn't change much if he doesn't go in an arc there's no series nothing to show yeah. so it's so gonna be really tricky me, to make it for me the reason why i would stick with vader and, and do some more stuff with him is in live action is because of what I mentioned, the dynamic between him and Palpatine, there's still more to explore true. there. Um, like the real power that Palpatine has over him and, and what he struggles with, like, will he try and overcome his master or like, obviously mm-hmm. it, it, we get the same problems. We know where it's headed, but there are, there are interesting stories in the comics that they could cherry pick from. If they didn't want to directly adapt, they could do something very similar to what they've already done in the comics and it would work. So I think it's it's possible, and it, it's more more exciting prospect to me than doing a season two of Obi Wan Kenobi. Like yeah. a spinoff of Solo, uh, like doing a Lando, is something more exciting to me than a Solo two. So mm-hmm. a spinoff like a Vader that takes place after this is more exciting to me than Obi Wan two. But uh, yeah. either way, I mean, if if all that Rogue One was was to explain how the Rebels got the Death Star, it would be great, but we know it's that much more. For me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, if all it was was to explain the line when they meet in A New Hope where he's like, you know, Vader says, when we last we met, I was but the learner, now I am the master. If that's all it was, this show would have done its job very successfully. But I think we yeah. got a lot more out of it, clearly, as we've been talking about it for the mm-hmm. last couple of hours. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, loved it, and I um, can't wait to watch, watch it again. For the most part, we really, really liked it, and we'll see what happens next. And I guess the next series is Andor, right? That's going to yes. be coming up in the next uh, month or two at, at the at the latest. I think it's a, it's August a summer 31st. show, I think. August, yeah. August yeah. 31st, yeah. 12 so that, that trailer was... Check we, out our reaction on Patreon. Exactly. We did, a, we, did a, we did a quick, like, I don't know, 10 minutes or something like that on it, because, like, we literally sat there, press play, watched it, and just hit record. And it was like, holy shit, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was very surprising. It was a very good trailer, um, yeah, even yeah. though I like, I really enjoy, personally really enjoy Rogue One, but I don't need to see more of him. But it, the fact that that trailer made it look like I want to see more of him and what's yeah. going on is great. So yeah. maybe that's that gap that we're talking about, too, that instead of having the Obi- Obi-Wan story, we have Rebels, we have Andor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's maybe we'll see something with with Vader. Other than that, I think we're good. We just yeah. we just go from here. So, um, but hey, Mike, if you've been with us this long and yeah. you're still like you love Star Wars, you're obsessed with it, you want to check out much more deep dives, go over to Dork Side of the Force as well. There it is. Check out some of the articles there because uh, your boy Ian Walters has been writing some uh, some recaps. There's some, a lot of great recaps and reviews and other Star Wars news items on Dork Side of the Force. So go mm-hmm. go check that out too. Exactly. There we go. I was going to mention that and I completely forgot because that's the great job that I do as the quote unquote <laughs> host of the show. So. <laughs> 
so I thank you for doing it for me. <laughs> I got you. Um, and that's another reason why I always throw to Mike to remind everybody where to find our stuff because I always forget as well. So Mike, go for it. <laughs> yep. You can find us on social media, all the social media platforms at day back in. So that's our handle at day back in. And we do have a Patreon, but, uh, you know, instead of uh, donating to our Patreon, if you were going to, uh, why don't you instead go to GoFundMe, uh, What Choice, Star Wars Fans for Abortion Access, and uh, donate your money there. It's for a good cause. We talked about it at the top of the show. So if you're still listening, uh, you like the episode, or, you know, you feel like giving back, you know, it's hard It's hard in moments like this to know what to do. You feel helpless, right? You don't know how you can help, but donating a little bit of money uh, is something you can do, and that actually helps. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just want to shout that out again, uh, the the uh, fundraiser but uh, star wars fans so yeah through all of this really that's actually probably what is most important out of everything that we've been talking about everything else is fun but uh and and this is for a good cause and that's exactly what we should be focusing on and um lauren thank you again for joining us thank well, you thanks so much. remind our listeners where we can find your stuff as well exactly yeah, well, again, thank you guys for having me on. So so much fun talking Star Wars. And yeah, I can't wait for Andor. I can't wait for all the new stuff we'll be getting. God, just thinking about that, we're good for the next like five months or so. Like and when <laughs> yeah. you get to August, man, we go from Andor to Bad Batch to, you know, Mando season three in February. Like we're, we have a, we're living a good time for Star Wars. Good time to be a Star Wars fan. Yep. Um, But yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Loro Knows. And then you can follow the Galactic Podcast and the Geek Broadcast. Both are on Twitter. Uh, Galactic Podcast is at the Galactic Pod. Geek Broadcast is at Geek Broads Pod. And both of them are on all the major platforms for your podcasting uh, listening ears. So go find us and go check us out. Amazing. Uh, thank you, uh, you three, for joining me once again and dealing with me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you on the other side. And if you are listening to the very tail end of this episode, uh, we have some uh, summer movie wager watching to do. And we have Spawn that we are rewatching. We're going back 25 years to watch Spawn. Um, so look forward to that episode as well. Until next time, thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you soon.